Hello, hello. This is episode three of the Uncle Drew podcast. I am your host, Drew Dunphy, and with me today I have a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Kieran. Nice to uh, be here, Drew. Um, <laughs> first time on the podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll uh, do a few more in the future. Yeah, Kieran is actually a high school principal, but uh, as far as I can tell, he is a student of the game. I'd like to think so. I uh, grew up playing basketball, uh, point guard. Obviously, my size determined that more than anything else uh, in Belgium. So um, I'll already apologize beforehand for my accent. That's okay. We can't all have perfect North American accents. Uh, okay, so I just wanted to start off by saying we were supposed to do this podcast a, a few days ago, uh, which would have been Steph Curry's birthday. And so I do want to mention that Steph Curry just turned 33, but he's looking great this year. Uh, and another fun fact that came out of the All-Star game was that LeBron James and Steph Curry were actually born in the same hospital, uh, the Akron City Hospital. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Uh, they're actually four years apart and a couple months apart, but born in the same hospital. Hospital is pretty cool because Del Curry, uh, Steph's dad, actually played for the Cavaliers in the 87-88 season. Right. So just a fun little fact there about two of the best guys to ever lace them up. Uh, okay, so for our podcast today, we're going to be discussing uh, regular season teams, uh, the league leading regular season teams, and how many times in the last 21 years uh, those teams that led the regular season went on to win the championship. So actually from the year 1999 to 2020, only seven of the four, sorry, only seven of the 21 teams who had the best regular season record went on to win the championship. So it's kind of crazy, you know, 33% of the time. Yeah, I mean, it's um, one of those crazy stats, uh, tough to imagine, but of course we're gonna go through those and there might well be explanations for that. Yeah. Some teams uh, pushing themselves harder during the regular season might run out of steam going into the playoffs. So um, we'll that's run a, through some of those. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, burning yourself out. Um, so we'll start in the year 99-2000. So uh, the Lakers actually were the league leading team with 67 wins, 15 losses. And then they did win the championship that year. Uh, they beat the Indiana Pacers. Uh, who had an interesting lineup. You might remember some of these people, you might not. Reggie Miller, Chris Mullen, Rick Smits, uh, Jalen Rose, one of my favorites, and uh, Mark Jackson. Jalen Rose, um, great talk shows nowadays as well. Very opinionated. Great applica uh, great uh, podcast. Great podcast. And he's, he's great on the TV as well. No, for sure. And um, yeah, good, good memories of uh, that team as well. Used to really enjoy watching Chris Mullen, actually. Um, great shooter, um, very dream, intelligent. Dream team. Yeah, dream team, exactly. Great uh, great basketball intelligence, I guess. Uh, and Reggie Miller, obviously, uh, an unbelievable three-point shooter. Um, ahead of his time in many ways. I mean, I think he would have been a great, great player nowadays uh, with the amount of three-pointers he took would have been dominating a little bit there. Yeah. So, uh, just so just so you know, the Lakers had uh, Shaq, Kobe, Glenn Rice, Robert Ory, and Ron Harper as, uh, you know, their main guys. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't give Shaq enough credit about the numbers he put up. Uh, that year, he actually averaged, uh, sorry, in the finals that year, he averaged 13 points and 17 rebounds. Mm -hmm. And Kobe, only with 16 points, five rebounds, four assists, he was still like, you know, the second best guy in the team. But Shaq, 38 and 17, mm -hmm. that's 
impressive like that's amazing yeah. like oh my gosh that's like will chamberlain numbers you know or uh, or bill russell uh, so not too much to say about this season, yeah. I think. No, I mean not, not too much to say. Just I mean the matchups uh, make sense as well. You're looking at a an aging Rick Smith trying to uh, guard a heavy uh, Shaquille O'Neal. He can't guard Shaq. Everyone Shaq. knows that. Yeah. Uh, Rick Smith, you know, great Dutch player, uh, tall, skinny, but very tough to uh, to hold on to a dominant Shaq. Yep. So it's just good to remember that uh, the Pacers, uh, you know, made it to the finals that year and had a good year, but the Lakers are just too much. So moving on to 2001, uh, the Spurs were the uh, league leaders for the record, uh, 58 and 24. And that year they had a, a baby Duncan, uh, Robinson, Avery Johnson, uh, Terry Porter and Sean Elliott. So it was kind of an old team with a little bit of youngness. So it was kind of a cool team. And uh, they had a great record that year in 2001. But the Lakers uh, were the champions again. And they actually, uh, and then uh, Shaq, 33 and 16. Now Kobe had really improved by then. So 25, 8 and 5. Yeah. yeah. Anything about that one? Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you've mentioned it already, but um, you're looking at David Robinson, great, great player, um, great center. Maybe never the most dominant center. Of course, he was on the dream team. Um, but again, it's difficult to handle a Shaq, you know. I mean, uh, especially when David prime. Robinson. Exactly. David Robinson was aging. I think he was handing over the mantle yep. um, at that point to Tim Duncan. So it was kind of like the changing of the guard season for them. Um, and, you know, Duncan would come, come of age a little later on. And the Spurs so. actually won in 99. Exactly. They won in 99 in the shortened season there yeah. against the Knicks. True. So, yeah. So yeah, that was not too much to talk about that year. It's just uh, Spurs great team, but the Lakers still dominant and had the you know best player in the league in in Shaquille O'Neal, I think, and soon to be the best player with Kobe as well. Yeah, yeah. So then we jump into two thousand two. Uh, so uh, we have the Kings, Sacramento Kings, uh, that year sixty one and twenty one. The Lakers are the champions again. <laughs> uh, so the Kings that year had Mike Bibby, Doug Christie, Chris Webber, uh, Vladi Divas. Peja Stoyakovich and uh, Hito Turkoglu. So they had a great team, but couldn't handle the Lakers in the Western Conference. Well, oh, I shouldn't say couldn't handle. There's a really good podcast about that series. And um, the Kings, you know, I don't want to throw shade on the refs right now, but I kind of got to throw shade because the I really do believe that, you know, this podcast that was done, uh, I think it was uh, Bill Simmons or maybe Zach Lowe, and the podcast wasn't saying the Kings got shafted, but it was kind of alluding to that because when you look back at it, like, you know, there was, there was some stuff that happened that you're just like, oh, I don't know if those were good fouls, blah, blah, yeah. blah, you know? Yeah, I mean, controversy will, will always follow, and, you know, hindsight is great. Um, but it's such a, you know, a strong, dominant Lakers team. Again, you see a similar pattern to what uh, Spurs were going through. Vlade Divac, great player for the Lakers earlier on. Um, but again, aging, you know, aging there. Mm -hmm. uh, even Chris Webber. Um, I remember Chris Webber playing for the Golden State Warriors with Latrell Sprewell and Tim Hardaway. That's where I felt that Chris Webber was really dominant. So, you, again, you know, he, he was great for the Sacramento Kings for a while there. But, again, you know, both of them experienced um, there, but difficult, again, to manage a Shaq in his prime. And don't beat me up, Chris Webber, but you were kind of a choker. He was kind of a choker. He, That's one of his MOs. Yeah. I, I hate to say it because I love him, but yeah. he was kind of a choker. No, it's true. Yeah. Um, he never really stepped up to the plate when he needed to, but that's why he was... I don't think he'll ever be remembered as, you know, one of the greats. Um, very good player, but just, yeah, 
just missing that last little little push at the end, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so good year. Again, Kings, you know, had a great regular season, but couldn't finish the Lakers off in the uh, conference finals, so Lakers win. Just let me mention something, because mm-hmm. uh, during the podcast that might seem confusing, because we're, you know, in, the, in a couple of last times, we're talking about Spurs and Lakers, both uh, Western Conference here, Kings uh, versus Lakers. Of course, that's not the final we're talking about, <laughs> yeah. so, because that might seem confusing to some. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, just to clarify, in uh, 2001, uh, the Lakers took down the 76ers. And then in 2002, the Lakers took down... 2002. Let me look that one up while, while we move on to the next. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 2002, who did the Lakers beat in the finals? I think I could figure it out if I... Uh... NBA, here we go. Moving on to the next one. Yeah, so 2003, uh, we have the Spurs uh, with the best record uh, in the NBA at 60 and 22, and the Spurs went on to win the championship. So uh, there's not much to talk about there unless you want to mention something. Uh, Well, just it was the New Jersey Nets, uh, Kid and Jefferson and Carter. Exactly. Yeah, good team. Uh, Yep, but not enough for the Lakers. Not enough size, probably again. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So 2003, the Spurs have the best record, 60 win team, and then they they win uh, they win in the finals. Well, that's when you're starting to see Duncan come of age. Uh, oh, we're speaking yeah. about it. You know, two seasons prior to that, with an aging Spurs team, Duncan really just becoming the dominant power forward in the league. Um, 24 and 17. Exactly. And, with five assists. And remember, I mean, you know, that's the start of Popovich. Well, not start, but you know, you you can start to see Popovich still. To this day, um, you know, just su- such a great coach, uh, consistent, had a certain style of play. And actually, you can see that team of 2003. We don't need to talk about it too much, but it was all about team game. I mean, yep. Duncan was never the flashiest. Parker, second year. Exactly. Manu was the rookie. The Admiral was still there, right. averaging 11 and 7. Oh, nice. So nice. he was still there for 2003 for Duncan and Robinson to get their second championship yeah. together, nice, which is nice. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah no, it's just, but you see that it's just beginning. That's where you can see the start of the team game, really. It wasn't, you know, the Lakers was a lot more a two-man game. Yep. Shaq and, and Kobe here. Duncan played a big central role, but again, he was such a great team player, bringing them all in to win that uh, championship. Yeah, Duncan was a great leader. Always appreciate Duncan. Uh, so we'll go to 2004, uh, where we have the Pacers. So the Pacers, uh, I really want to take a little time out just to talk about like how interesting it is that the Pacers went to the finals in 2000, and then they had the best record in the regular season um, in 2003-2004, but they had a very different team. So you went from, you know, uh, Smith, uh, uh, Jalen Rose, Mark Jackson, some of those guys, to uh, Jermaine O'Neal being like the main focal point of the team. Meta World Peace was a really big part of it. Al Harrington. Reggie Miller was still there, but he was 38 years old and just getting 10 points a game. So for them to go 61 and 21 is really impressive mm-hmm. uh, at that time. So I just wanted to mention that. Like, it's interesting that the Pacers, you know, within a four or five year span had like a, a basically a completely different team, yeah. but very dominant again. But that was an interesting year because even though they were uh, the regular season champions, uh, the Detroit Pistons ended up being the champions with uh, Billups, Hamilton, Wallace, uh, and Prince. And uh, it's important to mention that Detroit team, nobody averaged over 20 points a game. Exactly. Not a very memorable... Such a good team. Uh, great team, again. Uh, actually reminiscent of the 80s uh, Pistons um, in some ways. 
Uh, but yeah, not a very not very memorable uh, championships uh, or champions. Sorry, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but as you say, it's just all about team game. Grunt work too. Exactly. exactly. They were like they just they just drudged it out, man. And again, I mean, it wasn't necessarily pretty. But we're, we just mentioned that before the Spurs team. They really grinded start, too. Exactly. They, they grinded grind too. It was just about teamwork. Yeah. Um, and that's where you really start to see what we see nowadays as well. You look at the, the Golden State Warriors of late. It was all about the team game. Of course, mm-hmm. they've got some stars. They've got some players that are better than others. But it's all about the team. And you, you see that the beginnings of that with the Spurs and then the Pistons later, you know? Yep. Yeah, the Warriors' dominance. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But definitely uh, the team game. Uh, so that's good for 2004. And then 2005... The Phoenix Suns actually had the best record that year. And, it, you know, Nash, Barbosa from Brazil. That's where me and Karen actually live right now. So Nash, Barbosa, Stoudemire, Joe Johnson, Sean Marion. Really good. Uh, so they had the best record that year. But, unfortunately, they got beat by the Spurs. Uh, the Spurs were always stopping Nash. So the Spurs had the big three, of course, who were really coming into their own. Yep. No, for sure. Well, I mean, you can see that's the beginning of Nash. I mean, your your boy from yeah, Canada. Yeah, love Nash. Um, great player, great yep. player. Uh, Two-time MVP. Exactly, two-time MVP. Stoudemire, very dominant, strong. Mm-hmm. But again, a little too much uh, for, you know, the Spurs giving a little too much. That experience starts to play a role. Um, you know, they've, they've won that championship two years prior. Um, so you really start to see the dominance of that team coming together. Nash still coming into the game. Great player, but you'll, we'll, we'll get back to him a bit later on, I guess. Yeah. So uh, good job, Spurs. They get their uh, you know third chip in six years, which was really good. Or seven years, 99, 2005. Uh, so then we move on to uh, 2006. So the Pistons... So Detroit uh, had a really great year, 64 wins that year. Um, But unfortunately, it is the Heat with Shaquille O'Neal and Wade. They also had Alonzo Mourning, uh, Gary Payton, White Chocolate, uh, James Posey, Haslam. So, uh, you know, they didn't have a great year. They only had 52 wins that year, but there were some injuries and there were some games missed. But obviously, Wade and O'Neal and the other guys, what a team. Well, they bring experience. I mean, you look at Gary Payton won the uh, champ. Well, went to the final. Sorry, in uh, what was it ninety six? Uh, yeah, uh, with the Supersonics. Um, you know, so the glo- ten years later, exactly. Gets 10 years his later, chip. Uh, the glove. You know. Yeah. Uh, actually, growing up, probably my favorite player. Uh, modeled oh, my game man. after uh, after Gary Payton. Just never loved. stopped talking. Oh, he was just uh, same same as same as me here. I mean, I know this this is your podcast, but I. You know, I never, I n- I'm never really quiet. But Gary Payton, what a what a player! And again, interesting team because they had, um, you know, you've got uh, Lonzo Mourning backing up Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. There's so an aging Lonzo Mourning. Yep. Uh, two very strong centers, um, which was interesting at the time when they, you know, when they when they acquired um, Shaquille O'Neal together with Lonzo Mourning. A lot of people wondered how that would work, but you know, you know, I mean, Lonzo and Shaq came in together. Yeah, yeah. in 1992. Yeah, yeah, and Alonzo was like, you know, he was an amazing player. Yeah. Came out of Georgetown. You know, everybody was like Alonzo, Alonzo. Yeah. But of course, everybody was like Shaq, Shaq, yeah. coming out of LSU. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of cool. Like they came into the league together in '92, yeah. and then they win a chip together 14 yeah. years later. That's yeah, kind of cool. Was, I mean, it was a, it was in a very, I mean, a decent uh, Charlotte Hornets team there with yeah. uh, Larry Johnson as well. Yep, I uh, love Larry Johnson. Muggsy Bogues. 
Bogues. Yeah, Muggsy Bogues again. And Del Curry. Yeah, well, exactly, Del Curry. We have great team, but again, never that team. You know, you're talking about, uh, you know, Larry Johnson was very similar to Chris Chris Webber. Just, you know, just a bit of a choker. Never it. quite had that. Yeah. Uh, the, both Not in the, the pinch. Exactly. But both of those still remind me of one of my favorite, all-time favorite players as well, Anthony Mason for the, uh, <sighs> so for the New, York, New, New York Knicks. Such just, a tough they, guy, they had, man. They had that kind of grit as well, but just yep. never that top top player you know they're, yeah. they're great players but never that top player yeah don't want to pick a fight with anthony mason in a bar oh yeah probably no. not even now he's like 50 something yeah, you still don't want to pick a fight he's like, hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> no i loved mason uh okay so that was 2006 uh moving on to 2007 so this is a this is an interesting year i don't know if you remember this but uh when i say the the we believe warriors oh, yeah. so that was the year where the mavs finished first with 67 wins amazing team Dirk Nowitzki Josh Howard Jason Terry but they went in as the first seed um, uh, Dirk Nowitzki was the MVP yeah. and they lost to the eighth seed uh, Warriors uh, spearheaded by Baron Davis and Steven Jackson Monta Ellis among others yeah. so that was the we believe Warriors they yeah. still make those t-shirts yeah. such a devastating year for the Mavs but actually, so sorry, the Spurs went on to win that year. But they had nine less wins in the season than the yeah. Mavs. But it just shows you the big three were back. Yeah, and actually this, uh, this, this Mavs team in some ways reminds me of what we are seeing with the Milwaukee Bucks nowadays. Great regular season, mm-hmm. star player, Dirk Nowitzki versus uh, the Kumbu. We'll call, call him Giannis. Giannis is name. better than Antetokounmpo. Yeah, there you go. It's always a tough name um, to, to, to read out. Giannis anyway, is easier. Exactly, Giannis. And so uh, both MVPs you're mentioning, both great regular seasons, but just choking in the in the, um, in the the uh, NBA playoffs, sorry. Yeah. Um, so again, it's just one of those interesting ones that you see that pattern, and we're, talk, we're talking about a pattern, I guess, nowadays, but, you know, they push themselves so hard in the regular season that sometimes you just come up short, uh, you run out of steam come come the playoffs, because you, you want to try and better your record of last year, and then, you know, every, everything's on Dirk Nowitzki's shoulders that season, just running out of steam at the wrong time, you know? Yep. So, it's interesting, because I've already mentioned this on my previous podcast, but it's a really good point to make, because it kind of ties in with what you're saying. Uh, my brother uh, mentioned to me that... It was Jordan or somebody said in the the last game, uh, sorry, the last dance, uh, like in the playoffs, uh, most players, their percentage, their shooting percentage goes down a little bit. And it makes sense for two big reasons. The defense tightens up and the offensive players tighten up. And I mean, the simple simple fact is that, you know, you've got the eight eight best teams in each conference playing against each other. You're not playing against, you know, the number 12 team. Everybody's good. Exactly. Everybody's Everybody's good. good. So the game goes up, defenses are tighter. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, raise level. So, you know, people like Dirk and maybe Antonio Kempo, we'll see what happens this year. Exactly. The pressure gets to them, but well, Dirk got I mean, it later. Exactly. I mean, this year, it's interesting because the Milwaukee Bucks aren't pushing themselves as much or third in the Eastern Conference right now. So mm-hmm. they're not, They, I think they understand that. Pace. Exactly. It's about Let's pace, pace ourselves. Look, look at the Lakers. The Lakers aren't trying to win their regular season now as well. They're taking it easy because yeah. I think they're building you up want for the peak. playoffs. Exactly. You want to peak later. Uh, okay, so let's go to uh, 2008. Uh, yeah, 
So I think uh, it'll continue on. Uh, so let's go 2008. So my Celtics. So the Celtics get the big three, of course. Uh, Garnett, Allen, and Pierce was already there. Rondo was, you know, kind of rounding out the big four, if you want to say. Um, and uh, he was already there. So the Celtics go 66 and 16. And then they win the championship, beating the Lakers in the finals. So not much to talk about unless you want to mention something there. Yeah, just, I mean, I loved watching Ray Allen, the purest three point shooter. Um, so you know, good. Steph Curry took a lot took took a lot from him. Um, Ray Allen was a bit unlucky as well. You know, he had played for the uh, SuperSonics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just never never quite got to the championship. But what a great team! You know, Kevin Garnett coming in. Pierce, I mean, Pierce being a bit it was a bit younger at the time as well. You know, the, uh, Allen started with the Bucks. Yeah, he started with the Bucks. So Bucks for five years, exactly. and then Supersonics, I think, for six or something like that. Yeah. And then he finally got finally you know, gets the championship. And, I, and that's the funny thing because he's the the old head in that team. Yes, and, and he was leading these young, call them young Bucks, I guess, ironically in yeah, this yeah. case, uh, to a championship. So yeah. a very interesting team. Really great happy team. for Ray. Great balance as well. You know, you've got uh, you got a shooting guard, a small forward, and a power forward leading the way there. Yeah, you're right. It was a perfect balance, like for the if we want to say big four, you know, because I love Rondo. So Rondo is like the quintessential point guard, yeah. and then you move on to the shooting guard, Ray Allen. That's yeah. his job. He yeah. knows his job. And then Pierce is a small forward, perfect. Yeah. And then you have Garnett, yeah. who is the four or five, whatever yeah. you want to say. But it's just and then Kendrick Perkins. But yeah, no, perfect team, yeah. like just a perfect blend of people. Good job, Danny Ainge, bringing oh, them yeah. together. Great balance. <laughs> yeah. Poor Danny Ainge. I always remember Phoenix Suns, 1993. Just couldn't, you know. Yeah. And, you know, from the podcast I did uh, recently, uh, he was on uh, the Trailblazers. Yeah. He was on the Trailblazers, and then he was on the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So I think it was two years in a row. Uh, what was it? Yeah, he was on the Trailblazers in 92, lost to Jordan, and then he was on the Suns the next year and lost to Jordan. And he hated that. That was his big motivation, try and and beat Jordan in the final. He hated Jordan. Poor Ainge. Poor Ainge. Okay, so let's move on. At least he got his chip there, but as a Yeah, he got his chip as a GM. Or was it GM, was he? Yeah, sorry. yeah, GM at that time. Uh, who was the coach? Oh, Doc Rivers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to 2009. So this is when LeBron was really, you know, playing some good ball. So LeBron, um, in 2009, the Cavs had the best record with 66 wins, 16 losses. Um, but... Um, Orlando ended up going to the finals and playing the Lakers, and the Lakers ended up winning, of course, with Kobe and Gasol. So uh, good job, Cavs, regular season. They played great, but Orlando with Dwight Howard um, and uh, Hito Turkoglu, Richard Lewis, um, Nelson, too much for them, but then the Lakers were too much for the Magic. So Cavs, Cavs, Lakers champions, much to say about that? Well, just, you know... uh... Kobe had already won a couple of titles there. The experience of being in a final, you know, is massive. Three titles with Shaq. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, knowing how to close out a final, it's, I think it's an underestimated kind of um, skill, if yeah. you want to put it that way. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you know, he knows how to win that title. Yeah, he's got a different big man. He doesn't have Shaq anymore. It was uh, his fifth finals, though. Exactly. Because he was in the finals the year before against true, the Celtics. True, true, true. So, yeah. No, yeah, you can't discount uh, experience. Oh, experience, and Kobe had a wealth of it being in four finals before that. And that's where you know LeBron James early on just doesn't have that experience in the playoffs yet, and you mm-hmm. see him come, you know, come into 
uh, is four a bit later on. Yeah, yeah. So 2010, the Cavs once again are the league leaders with 61 wins. Um, but the Celtics are too much for them. So the Celtics go on to the finals to play the Lakers, where the Lakers win the championship again. Yeah. So yeah, so similar to, I mean, you. I think, uh, I can't remember if the Celtics still had Ray Allen at the time. but they had uh, Yes, they did. They had, well, yes. they had a similar team, but again, yeah, an aging Ray Allen. Yeah. Um, you know, two years I on. think Garnett was injured in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but the Lakers were still great that year. Uh, obviously, uh, Kobe, Gasol, and Lamar Odom were yeah. their, their best three players, yeah. I think. And they also had Meta World Peace, yeah. which was pretty good stuff. Yeah, Lamar Odom, nothing special. He did have, like, that was one good season he had. He wasn't, you know, he's not, not a memorable player. No. Lamar Odom, but he had a good season that year. Yeah, and Trevor Ariza. Oh, yeah. yeah he's a good true, player. True. Uh, okay, so that's good. Lakers win two in a row. Not happy about that, but it happened. Uh, then we'll move on to 2011. So Rose and the Bulls. 62 win season, pretty impressive. But as we all know, in 2011, the Mavericks went on to win their championship. Yeah, Rose was just unreal. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was watching recently, um, I can't remember if it was a podcast interview, whatever it was, but um, LeBron James had been speaking about it, and he said that that, that season, Rose just was, was just unplayable. He was just meteoric in, yep. in everything that he did couldn't stop just, him you couldn't stop him yep. and such a sad story as well that you know, know. injuries uh, you know brought him to, to his knees but yeah he was just such a fantastic player pure player yep. um, you know and he brought the Bulls back you know it was the first time in what is it 18 years or 15 years however yeah. long it was that the Bulls were kind of they were relevant back. again exactly, exactly. But, but Ben Gordon did it a little bit I True. don't know if you remember him yeah, but, yeah. but not like this no exactly like Derek Rose was like oh my gosh we have another exactly. chosen one yeah right exactly. yeah it was it really sad it felt like that it felt like that yeah. But yeah really sad that injuries have you know robbed robbed the NBA robbed all of us of a, such a fantastic player. Yeah, I, I arguably he was the best finisher in the NBA. Uh, him and LeBron. Yeah. Him and LeBron were kind of known as the best finishers, but it's like, you know, it's up for debate who was better at the rim. Um, so the Mavs get to win with Dirk and Kidd and Jason Terry and Marion, so congratulations to well, them. Finally, uh, Dirk gets his... Uh, gets, gets the his redemption. Game. Exactly. Yeah, it exactly. felt good. It felt good for him. Uh, so then we go to 2012. So it was a shortened season. There was the lockout that year. Uh, the Bulls go on to have the regular season record again with 50 and 16. Uh, the Heat end up being the champs. Yeah. So that was uh, that was LeBron's second year in Miami. So they obviously had the big three and they took it down. Yeah. Well, again, yeah, Rose just sad. Um, I think it's the season after that he gets injured, isn't it? I think it was that season was even, actually, because the season, season before the Cavs knocked them out. Yeah. Even yeah. though Rose was there and he was very good, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I think he knocked them out. Next year they come back, and that's when Rose got injured. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what robbed them of because I think I think they were weren't they? I mean, of course, regular season. Um, you know, they they won the regular season. Well, actually, they way. tied with the Spurs. Sorry. All right. Fifty right. and sixteen. Yeah. But still, great team. But yeah, I think they they slowed down at the end because you're right. I think they. I don't even know if did Rose even play in the playoffs that he season. did I think he got injured in the first round that was the first round. yeah I'm pretty sure it was the first round he got injured um, yeah you check that out while I go on to the next one because I could be wrong he could have injured the year before but they were still very good but that doesn't make sense uh, so 2013 we have the Heat they're just going crazy they had like a 27 game win streak so they finish with 66 wins and then they win the championship so that's a rare year where the regular season champs, uh, or sorry, the regular season leader wins the championship. Yeah. 
So there you go. I mean, uh, 2012, Derrick Rose out of the 2012 uh, NBA playoffs. He didn't make it even, it looks like it. Um, Derrick Rose in 2012, just going back to that. Mm, yeah. So um, he had a bad injury in April. Um, that was the start of the playoffs, I think, though. Playoffs are in May, don't they? Don't start in May. Uh, no, start in April. Huh? Mid-April. And then finish early June. Right. Yeah, usually like in the teens of April is when the playoffs get going. For whatever reason, I always think it's May. But... Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, so poor Rose. Love that guy. So 2013, like I said, is a rare season where the Heat dominate the regular season and then they win the championship. Not much to talk about there. Yeah. No, just dominant force. Makes sense. You know, you'd ex- it's kind of the, what you would expect. Best regular season team would go on to win um, the playoffs, but as this podcast uh, is informing you, that doesn't often happen. But remember, Ray Allen made that big shot true, to take true. the game to Game 7. True. So if he didn't make that big shot, we could be looking right now at the Heat with the regular season, but the Spurs with the championship. True that. Which, uh, yeah. So then... Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, you know, Ray Allen coming back uh, a few times in this. Just such a fun... He was getting real old at the time, but again, oh, that, yeah. that such an important, uh, you know, shot... Uh, that, that, he was that, probably 38, I think. Exactly. Just yeah, get, he's getting at that point. Yep. Yeah. Um, so then we move on to 2014, where this was like this is crazy because we had three years in a row where the regular season leader actually won the championship. Yeah. But it's crazy because that's three years out of seven yeah. out of the 21 that we're looking at. Yeah. So in 2014, the Spurs finish 62 and 20, uh, and they go on to win in the playoffs against the Heat. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, Kawhi was really coming into his own. Yeah. Now. Kawhi is such a such a great player. I mean, you yeah. know, you could see that when you want, later on when he win the championship with uh, Toronto. But such a complete player, two way yeah. player. You know, he can defend, he can score, he can all do a around. bit of everything all around. Just a great player. Yeah, um, it's like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, and again, you know, uh, heads up to uh, Popovich again playing the team game. I believe they had a 21-year run in the playoffs. There like, from, like, 98 to yeah. 2019, I think. So, yeah, Pop is amazing. Yeah. Pop was amazing. He is amazing, still. Yeah. Uh, 70-something years old. Um, okay, so 2015. Now it's the Warriors' time. So the Warriors in 2015, 67 and 15, and they go on to win the championship. Well, you know, the um, Clay and... Uh, Splash Brothers. Exactly, Splash Brothers, Clay. And Steph, just fantastic players. And you can see that, again, it, it, it leads on from what we were saying before. Popovich starting this idea of team game. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you've got these two leaders, but you've always got someone doing the graft and the dirty work. And the defense. Um, exactly, exactly. Iggy, Iggy, yeah, yeah. Clay, and Draymond Green. Exactly. Phenomenal defenders. And, and Draymond Green is such a great personality as well. I mean, he will he'll come back into it later, I guess. Uh, in we'll a talk minute. In a minute, exactly. Um, but you know he does the dirty work yep. and he's so vocal and brings that team together um, and yeah of course the Splash Bros will get the uh, get the headlines but you know Iguodala Draymond Green does a Draymond lot of grunt work exactly a lot Draymond of grunt Green, work Iguodala when he was still a little bit younger I guess um, such a, such important players yeah on the Sixers yeah, yeah two AIs Allen Iverson Andre Iguodala I, I thought it was really cool there was two AIs on the same team and they were both Great players. Never thought of that. But yeah, yeah. I always like that. That's what this podcast is. You know, yeah. it's informing, informative. Yeah. yeah, two artificial intelligences exactly. on the same team. So we jumped to 2016 where the Warriors had the best record ever, 73-9. Yeah. and nine, yeah. But they go on to lose to the Cavs who only finished the season with 57 wins because... 
Draymond Green is just too passionate and he couldn't hold in his passion and his emotion and he did something very silly. Yeah, one of those, uh, one of the biggest travesties, I guess. If we're looking at that list, I mean, that's just the biggest upset. Yeah. You know, that, that team. Big again, turning point exactly. in the series. Big turning point, uh, as you say, you know, Draymond Green there. But um, just unbelievable season. Um, you know, you're, everyone's thinking, no, you can't beat the, the Bulls. Uh, record they go on to beat the Bulls record and everyone it's a it's a dead cert these guys are going to win the championship yep. and it wasn't even about steam that that season we're talking about you know losing steam it's just just bad fouls bad you know moments in the yep. play, in, the, in the playoff final That's all it takes exactly you, you yep. know a couple of little silly mistakes here and there a couple of missed shots and Cavs it's crazy because that was game five. Yeah. So that was at the end of game five. The, the Cavs wanted to win that game, which maybe they wouldn't have yeah, if Draymond yeah. didn't do that. Then the momentum shifts. Yeah. Draymond Green's out of game six. Yeah. So they win game six mm-hmm. uh, in Cleveland, go back to Golden State and take it down because Irving swish with that three. Yeah. Crazy story. No, it was, Crazy uh, story. Again, a bit of a travesty. Great for, you know, great for the Cavs. Yeah. But just... Unbelievable that the you know the Warriors have seventy two and nine record and don't win seventy three and nine seventy three and nine sorry yeah, really can't, good. can't even count anymore eighty two <laughs> uh, seventy three and nine but what a record yeah so that was a good year uh, so then we go on to the next year where the Warriors uh, sixty seven and fifteen lead the lead and then just dominate because they added KD yeah. so they get the championship as well oh yeah but you got three three splash bros you know whatever yeah, pretty you want to much. call it then but just yeah yeah you can't stop that I mean no. they're so strong at shooting. Such a strong shooting the team. Splash triplets. Exactly. Splash triplets, we'll put yeah. it that way. You add Iguodala to that. You add yep. Draymond Green, two grafters together with three pure, pure shooters. That was a crazy lineup. Yeah, you, can't, you can't stop that. No. You can't stop no. That. Too dominant. So we move on to 2018. I forgot about this and started, until I started doing some research. The Houston Rockets actually had the best record that season right. with Harden and Chris Paul oh. and, and some other guys. Yeah. But Harden and Chris Paul were obviously the main guys there. Um, and they, so they, uh, regular season uh, leaders, the Warriors knocked them out in the conference finals. Yeah. And then the Warriors destroy the Cavs yeah. in the finals. I remember that uh, that series. As Chris well. Paul went uh, down, exactly. So he wasn't yeah. there for Game Six yeah. or Seven, yeah, which was, was very unfortunate. Exactly, because they were very strong at the time. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, I can openly say that. Not a big fan of James Harden generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Paul, a lot of respect for him. I know you call him the point god. Yeah. Um, great, great player. Such a pity that he didn't make it for those games. Uh, but great team. I mean, you know, it was it was, um, it was actually a season where where Harden. Understood his role better. Yeah, uh, he wasn't. He Chris was, Paul was more of the leader. Exactly. Chris Paul's the old head. Yeah. And Harden, Harden did follow suit. Uh, exactly. For that season, I he feel. wasn't. He wasn't as much of a, a, a ball hog as yeah. the, the the following seasons. Yeah. Um, and it's where he understood his role, and actually where they probably could have and should have won that championship. Yeah. Uh, because they were a great team. Great, yeah. great team. Despite yeah. the fact I don't. I'm not a big fan myself. I think it I was they still that. had uh, Trevor Ariza, uh, Gordon, uh, Capella. You know, Capella yeah. was. Yeah, he was great. Great player. Uh, okay, so uh, then we move on to 2019. So we got the Bucks finishing with uh, 60 wins. Um, but, of course, they go down uh, in the playoffs, and the Raptors go on to win the championship. Really surprising one. Um, you know, I don't, at the beginning of those playoffs, nobody really expected the, uh, the Raptors to go and win that one, um, especially because you've got... Um, the Warriors were still Warriors, amazing. Warriors still dominant. Now, my Toronto, my Toronto friends, my Canadian friends are not going to like this, but uh, i got to say it. Uh, 
if Durant and Clay Thompson didn't go down, the Raptors would not have a championship. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, That's a fact. No, but it's true, of course. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah. lose, if, you, if you lose you lose two big players, um, it makes a massive If you lose difference. 50 points. Well, exactly. You, <laughs> you can't make up that 50 oh, points. Exactly, exactly. And it, it, you know, it doesn't matter how good the team is. And, yeah. of course, they've got that. They, they've been playing together for a good few years, won two championships prior. Yeah. Just, I mean, very, very unfortunate. Um, Kawhi, again, nobody expected anything from the Raptors. He's there for a season. Yep. Um, and just, you know. It's just everything. Months. It was like the stars aligned. Yeah. It was like the stars aligned, and uh, coincidentally, the stars went down. No, but I mean, and again, <laughs> this, this, this is an interesting thing here where we're talking about a pattern, but it took the Raptors a long time to gel. And they really gelled in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the regular season, they weren't great because, I mean, you know, bringing a team together, you're bringing, trying to integrate Leonard, knowing he might only be there for a year. Yep. It takes time to gel, and they gel at the right time. They, they gel did. in the playoffs, yep. go on to win a championship. Again, great upset. And you see, you've seen two, two of the last four years, two great upsets against uh, the Warriors. If you consider that, you know, some players don't get injured. Draymond Green not uh, going crazy. Silliness. Uh, silliness. You know, they could have added two more championships, and you're talking about unbelievable legacy there. And the interesting thing I will say about the Raptors, because uh, one of my favorite podcasters, Bill Simmons, he brought this up, that really good players can fit in where they yeah. need to, and yeah. they know how to fit in. Yeah. And the two players I want to talk about are uh, uh, Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard, yeah. who came from the Spurs to play with the Raptors. And they gelled, like you said, really well with Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakam, uh, no Powell. So they did a really good job of just fit in where you get in yeah. or get in where you fit in whatever and so you know good for them and it does show uh, how good they are as players to be able to know what to do and when to do it and how to kind of you know let let the game come to you yeah I mean Kawhi Leonard I, you know you'll never look at him and think he's the flashiest player but he, no. he does he does all the right things he defends you know he's one of the toughest defenders to play against yep. um, scores important baskets brings brings together the team is a leader of the team in many ways mm-hmm. uh, or at least was in, in you know uh, at the in the Raptors there the Raptors yep. team a quiet leader exactly like quiet, Duncan exactly and learn from I, Duncan what I like what I like of um, Kawhi Leonard is he doesn't complain much. He's not one of these guys that throws his arms up in the air. No. Um, he's just... He's, he's I appreciate serious. that too. Exactly. I appreciate that too. You know what? He's one of... It's funny you mention that because he's one of the few players probably in the league yeah. that doesn't complain to the refs. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not in the ear, their ear all the time. And Curry you know, might be another one. Curry, Curry, Curry doesn't very, complain very much. Curry talks a lot on, on the court, but he's, he's not always in their ears. And yeah. that's one of the things that, you know, I know we, you had that debate with your friend uh, Jeremy last week, and we're not going to get into it this week, but that's one of the things that annoys me a lot about uh, LeBron James. He's he complains a lot. He does. constantly in, in ref's ears. He and, does. And, of course, they're going to give him the fouls because he's the, you know, he's the, the he's poster the boy. Exactly. He's, he's the, the poster boy. He's the king. And that that's, that, that's something that, Disappoints me about yeah. him, and, and, it, and may, it, it makes you appreciate for sure. somebody like Leonard. Oh, that's why Leonard, for yep. me, in my eyes, is a great player. He just doesn't complain. Gets you know, gets fouled, goes to the foul line, doesn't talk, just does his thing, and yep. it's you know something you have to respect. Definitely. Um, so the next year is uh, the 2020 year, the year we all don't want to talk about, but uh, it happened. Um, so the Bucks finish up 56 and 17, um, and then once again, unfortunately, the Bucks flame out in the playoffs sadly losing to the heat the heat go on to play the lakers in the finals and the lakers win the championship it's again i mean you've got it's just an 
odd year. It's a weird year. A weird year, of course. Not that it would have been different for the Bucks if it never happened. No, no, no. (laughs) That's that's what I I argue here is that, um, again, you know, peaking too early um, and similar to what happened the the previous year with the Raptors, the Heat gel at the right time. They didn't have a great regular season, brought on a couple of new players. Uh, Butler's really coming into his own. You know, Butler Mm -hmm. jumped from, you know, from, what was it? Philadelphia to uh, Philadelphia to the Heat to the Heat, but prior yeah. to that, uh, it Minnesota, Bulls. It, was, it was a Bulls. Minnesota oh, in the sorry. middle. Yeah, yeah, Minnesota. yeah. Played so with Bulls, Cat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, it was actually that's what I was thinking about. Minnesota to Philadelphia didn't quite work out. They thought it would work well with Embiid. Mm-hmm. Didn't moves on to the Heat, uh, and again it takes time to gel. But you know they go on. They 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 peak at the right time. Unfortunately. Uh, in that final, they don't quite make a great, great performance though. In that final, I know you and I watched uh, a couple of games together, uh, and yeah, they we were, were good. Uh, Miami was there, exactly. but draw without Drogage yeah. and yeah. Adebayo. He had the yeah. back thing, yeah. so it could have been hey, a different well, series. He, he, Adebayo missed two or he three games. He came back, in the final and then he one. came back. Yeah, he, yeah, he back. did. He missed a couple, but he yeah. came back yeah. with the back thing. Yeah. But then and missing Drogage, all like Drogage wasn't there. Yeah, all, yeah, all the way. So, the, and 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 that's what we've seen a couple of times as uh, when we're discussing this injuries in the final do play a big nothing role. you can do there's nothing it's just life you know. but i do want to take a moment to talk about jimmy butler because i love jimmy butler he is a he's a player in my eyes that's like Kawhi leonard yeah. he's a two-way player he's an all-around player he it it's, it's business much. He doesn't, complain, doesn't much. complain much it's more about business for him and that doesn't mean he's not emotional he yeah. is but it's about business and i want to talk about jimmy butler a little bit longer because i feel like people throw shade on jimmy butler for leaving chicago yeah. for leaving minnesota for leaving philadelphia but i want to back him up i don't know as much about the chicago situation but i do know about the minnesota and philly situation a lot written about it so with the Chicago situation I I will say that they kind of they didn't want him to be the guy and can Jimmy be the guy he's kind of the guy now but he has other guys to help him out so maybe he can't be the guy right but that's okay Um, but when he went to Minnesota he wasn't trying to be the guy he was just trying to win because that's what Jimmy wants to do is win but he saw two players in cat uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins who didn't want it yeah. as much as he did yeah. and didn't really want it we can still see to this day Cat doesn't really want it yeah. so I don't like when people throw shade on Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins when, isn't the player that people and Andrew Wiggins is not that great but he's doing good in Golden State he's, he's buying fine. into the culture exactly. he's buying into the culture so that's good but the Minnesota culture is not a good one yeah. so I don't blame Jimmy for leaving yeah. I blame Cat for not being a good running mate yeah. and I, I totally respect Jimmy leaving yeah. then when Jimmy left the Sixers the same thing with Embiid. Yeah. Embiid looks great this year. Yeah. He's got a knee injury now, but he is the running well, guy for MVP. He's yeah. the number one guy for MVP. But what Jimmy Butler saw in him, not in Ben Simmons, what he saw in Embiid was a player that was overweight, that didn't take the game serious enough, and that's why he couldn't play more than 30 or minutes ben, game. Ben Simmons must have disappointed him as well. Because ben Simmons disappointed him because he's limited, yeah, exactly. right? So I get if Jimmy was upset about that, I get that. But he was more disappointed, I feel, in Embiid because he saw some of the same tendencies that he saw in Cat. Not doing the diet you should be doing. Not putting your time in in the gym you should be doing. Like So I understand Jimmy leaving the Sixers, and I totally respect it. Jimmy Butler, I mean, the thing is, you're talking about Kawhi before, silent leader. Uh, in some ways, he's that. He's a leader. Um, and I don't With think actions. Was, exactly. But I don't think he was the leader uh, when it comes to Minnesota, nor was he the leader in Philadelphia. And he wasn't that. his team. It wasn't his team, exactly. And I think it feels like um, you know, the Heat was his team. Mm-hmm. Even though he might not be the flashiest player, we yeah. spoke about Kawhi Leonard before. Again, a leader, brought him together. Crowder was great. Pity Leads by example. Pity, exactly. Pity he's left now because uh, you, you can see, you know, you can see that that's 
uh, they've taken a hit this year. Um, uh, you know, the Heat have taken a hit by losing Crowder. Yeah. Um, great player. Good friends as well with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Such a pity that, you know. Yeah, they I mean, played university together. Exactly. They yeah. played university together. So they were great, uh, great together. Um, and that brought, uh, you know, that's, that's what's important in championship teams as well is that kind of dynamic. It's the, the, the relationships you build. Um, if chemistry. Exactly, chemistry. If relationships break down, um, look, you know, we're talking about the, um, the Cavs before, Irving and um, and LeBron both wanting to be leaders on the team. There was some Irving friction. Be, exactly, there was friction. Yeah. When that friction is not there and you're, you're, you're friends or you accept your your place in the hierarchy yeah. as Which well. Which Wade did with LeBron. Exactly, Wade right? understood that, yeah. um, you know. And Pippen did with Jordan. Exactly. And when that, when that happens, that's when you get a championship team. You yeah. understand your 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 place in the hierarchy. The, the Warriors, great example. Exactly. We always know that Clay is an unbelievable player, but he knows he's number two to Steph Curry. If it yeah. comes down to it, Steph Curry. And then he knew he was number three. Exactly. With Durant. And that's the thing is that you've got to respect Clay for that. Is that mm-hmm. he just took that back seat and he became, you know, he, he became that facilitator a bit yeah. more. Of course, he was still scoring threes and he had crazy games. You know, oh, he's yeah. still he's still scoring 30, 40 points uh, every so often. The great thing about that Warriors team is if someone had an off night, there was two other guys that could step up. So yeah. that's what made that team so strong. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to say before we uh, close her down here. Um, so the heat. Um, the heat, I just want to mention because I think it's so interesting that, you know, people talk about heat culture. They talk about that a lot on podcasts and announcers. And so the heat culture is the conditioning. So one of the reasons why that, you know, they had a, they had a bad start to the season in 2019, um, but then they finished the season really well because they were so well conditioned. So they did start to gel, as you said, of course, but it's, it comes down to the conditioning and what other teams or other players don't really appreciate, even though they're professional athletes is they're still not really conditioned. We can look at players and we see, or we can look at their minutes and we see that they they can only play 25 or 30 minutes a game when they actually need to be out there 35 to 37 minutes to help their team win. But they can't do it because they're not conditioned. I'm sorry, Embiid, but but he's better this year. Exactly. But I mean, I think that's a massively important um, uh, attribute that we need to mention as true for the NBA, but it's true for other sports as well, is... You know, working hard, grafting in the preseason, uh, eating the right things, staying in, getting your sleep, all of those things play. You know, if you're not going to take your sport seriously, you're not willing to win that championship. You're not willing to sacrifice for the team to mm-hmm. win that championship. And I think that's a big, you know, a big part of, of, of the success of um, Miami culture. Either you buy into it or not. Pat Riley has, you know, drilled that into them. Yep. And it's, 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 it's great when you buy into it, you can succeed. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Some teams just are too talented. Um, and they're going to make it to the finals. But yeah. again, this is a great example of a team that bought into the idea, made it to the final, and you know, unfortunately did not win. Yeah, but they could in the future. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kieran, thank you very much for coming out, buddy. It's my pleasure. Uh, it's my pleasure to make it across town, uh, even during this weird old, weird old year. Yeah, um, still. It's important to uh, keep the brain functioning, do your research, um, and keep enjoying the game. All right. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Uncle Drew signing off. Peace out.